We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Chiefs Kingdom, we got the win, baby. Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike DeVito, here with Chiefs legend, nine-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, Jeff Allen. And we are bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Yeah, baby, there it is. We're on the road back. We're on the road back. So much to talk about today. We'll break down the game. We'll talk about the upcoming Colts. We'll talk about stuff going on in the league. Before we do that, we've been talking about this for a while now. I finally got, I got my Cookie Society box. Now, there we go. Man. We're ready. Now, what yeah, I, you got I the will, shipping box there. This is the in-store box. It, okay, okay. So this is the shipping box right here. This thing comes yeah. in a beautiful package. Um, I will say this. I threw out a couple. So I have an offensive lineman son. I have an eight-year-old. He's already 110 pounds. And I come in here the other day and I find a bunch of these. So I'm a little low. <laughs> I'm a little low on on supplies, but I he did save me. This is this is the peach cobbler one, That's Jeff. The peach cobbler cookie. All right, it's we're one of my favorites of all time. Baby. Let's open and, this up. And real quick. I got a box here that we were supposed to record this yesterday, but some things happened with our schedule, so yeah. we rescheduled to this morning. It's and so- unfor- unfortunately, I I got midnight snacks and I ate the cookie. <laughs> So I got I got broken cookies in here. <laughs> oh man! Take little bites of everything. Oh, that's funny. I got uh, I have um, these have been sitting here because I had the, they, they just came like one day late. I was we were supposed to do this last week, okay. so they've been sitting here in my office, and uh, I have just been struggling, struggling. I'm like, don't touch them, don't oh, touch them. Them for a while, man. Oh, and now and then I see my son whooping them down. But here, here's the peach color a little bit. I, I accidentally broke it a little bit. But, man, look at that that thing in the middle. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Ra- oh, actually, that's not peach cobbler. That's raspberry cheesecake. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah, it's delicious. Oh, I can't wait to try it. Should we do Is this like a th- we should eat on yeah. the team? Yeah, <clears> let's eat, man. man. Yeah. I, give it, I give everything a 10 out of 10. I have a bias. 
Oh so, my goodness, bro. But it's amazing, man. I got a frosted oatmeal right here. I don't Unbe know. Unbelievable. I, I think I've said this before. I don't know how your wife does it, but I feel like like what's so unique about these cookies is you have a cookie and it has a flavor and you know, generally it tastes something like the flavor. Uh, but it, but this is like when you say peach cobbler, you take a bite and you genuinely feel like you're eating a peach cobbler. Yeah. Like the, the, the flavor t is like a one-to-one -one correspondence with the actual thing it's claiming to taste. I mean, they're just so good. Like this tastes exactly like you said it would. Listen, the, the bar is high here. We set the standard. Um, and mm. my wife is highly critical. There's some things that I think taste good enough to put on the menu. Mm -hmm. But she'll wait until it's perfect before she does it. Like peach cobbler, for instance, that's something that's something that's been in the works for two years, but, and she's had like fifty different um, renditions of it. But she finally came to this one, and this was it. And it's amazing. Is it, is it this one, Jeff? Then that is it. That is this it. This is it. All right, I, let me I, open I, it. I can see it. And right here, I got banana pudding. Ooh. This, is, this is the OG. This is what uh, made us start the company. Yeah, we made that, a banana pudding cookie, and I was like, okay, no one's doing this. I this had out of this world. I had that one last year, and uh, once you, when you get to that thing in the middle, boy, oh my goodness, look at this look cookie! At that, look at that! Oh my god! Look at that pie! Look at that pie crust in the bottom! Look at that! I mean, oh, I'm going the wrong way. Look, I'm a. This is Jesus I'm crawl, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to eat all day because I'm just getting my my whole intake hey, right now. Listen, it's, cookies, cookies for breakfast, man. Cookies breakfast for breakfast. That's what we're doing it, baby. Oh my goodness. All right. Wow, that I can't believe all right. I'm doing. All right, no more cookies, Mike. Let's get into this football. All right, stuff, let's go. Man. Let's go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cookiesite.com, check them out. This is incredible. I don't know how the, the the fight for this episode now is going to be to try not to eat this and talk about football at the same time. Yeah. Um, but let's get into it, Big Jeff. How you doing, brother? You I, feel I, feel, good? I feel great, man. The sun is shining. It's starting to cool off a little bit in Texas. Oh, starting to. It's not quite fall here yet, but it's in the 80s, so that's fall for us. <laughs> I got up this morning. It was 30 something up here, baby. Yeah. And we're up here, we're still like, damn, it's too hot. Why is it so hot? <laughs> So I wanted to jump in with this, Jeff, because this is something I want—I didn't know if you noticed this after the game, but the NFL is hard, man. The NFL yeah. is hard. And we talk about, and, and rightfully so, how great the Chiefs are. And every year, I mean, we're, we're back to back to back to back to back AFC champions. We're all, you know, Super Bowl every other year. I mean, you got Pat Mahomes, you got Kelsey, got Hall of Famers across the board. So, you know, rightfully so, do we talk this team up? And talk about, you know, you know, just, I mean, it's impressive to watch the way yeah. they're coached, the philosophy, the culture, the organization, everything that comes with the Chiefs. I mean, it's really uh, top notch. It's one of these rare times in history where you see a team that's put together and just and from top to bottom an incredible product. Um, but again, the NFL is difficult and you're not going to, you know, every game isn't going to be a blowout. And yeah these other teams are good too and they're going to put up a fight and they know Kansas City isn't flying under anybody's radar they know that you know Kansas City's the team to beat and so they're getting everybody's best shot and so i bring all this up because you look at the social media you look at sort of the commentators and it's oh no is is Kansas City doomed because they didn't win by a thousand against <laughs> the chargers uh 
the Chargers are a really good football team. And you're again, you're good. You're just going to every game isn't going to be a blowout. So I, I want to get that. But real quick, before I co- turn it over to you, Jeff, it reminded me I wanted to talk about this. So it reminded me of the 2000 NFL season. So that was my first year in the league. I'm playing with the Jets. This was the if I'm I'm not a historian of football, I, I wish I knew better, but I think the only two teams in NFL history to go 16 and 0 were the Dolphins. What was it in 72? Yeah, 72, and, I think. And then the 2007 yeah. New England Patriots. Yeah. So playing with the Jets that year, my first year, I had an opportunity to play against that team twice. And I remember the second time we played them. Now the Jets that year were four and twelve. We were terrible, terrible. The second time we played them, we almost we had them. The game finished twenty to ten, but we were we kept that game close, and we were to the end. We thought we could win this game, um, and so and that and if you look at New England from that year, you know the the Giants they won, but it was thirty eight to thirty five. Um, they won close with the with the Ravens, twenty seven to twenty four. They won close with the Eagles. They won close with the Colts, very close. We're talking three or four points in each one of these games. This is a team that went sixteen and zero. Not every game is going to be a perfect blowout. It's a it's a hard season. All these other teams are really good. I mean, when we look at, I think you and I talked about this, Jeff. Do you think there's a more difficult team that Kansas City will play uh, uh, other than the above the Chargers? Like, do you think there's anybody more difficult? I don't think oh, the I'm, Bills. Well, yeah, they got the Bills, but um, it's tough playing a divisional opponent, especially that's... a really, especially a really good team like the Chargers. That's in your division, that knows you, um, that's huh. has the same coaching staff. You have the same coaching staff. Um, there isn't much, I guess, you can scheme around. It's it's about, I mean, obviously about preparing, but it's about you know, guys making plays. Right. And and we saw that on Thursday night. We saw in the most pivotal moments, um, that's guys the making key. plays. Um, Patrick, you know, making big plays when he needed to. Chris Jones. You, you, you can see Chris Jones um, getting big time pressure and getting some sacks when he needed it. And then the rookie, get, um, Watson, getting that right. that 99-yard interception. That yeah, that's that's how you win these types of games, and that's mm-hmm. that's really just a championship mindset. Right. No matter how the game's going, no matter how it looks, how ugly it is, how muddy it gets, you find a way to come out of it clean. So That's and, and they, the win. And that's that's and that that's much more encouraging to me than us just blowing out that that Cardinals win was great, but I feel better beating a good team like the Chargers in the fashion that we did, right? Because that that bodes well for the future, and that's how you're gonna have to win playoff games. That's right. how you get to the Super Bowl. It's not gonna be an easy path. It's not gonna be blowouts. It's gonna be coming from behind. Exactly. Um, it's just, that's what happened when we won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty Four was a lot of comfortable. Remember victories. that that whole year that what yeah, was that, that whole playoff season. The entire run, it was it was come from behind, figure from way, to win. way behind. Exactly, like and a lot of people points. don't remember that. You're gonna remember that ring, but sometimes you don't remember, you know, those scores. And, and that's you know, the key. That's also the games. key. Do you remember the 2007 season? Who won the Super Bowl? The Giants, Giants, did. baby. I remember that. I don't remember any of their scores from that year, but I know they won the Super Bowl. That, so. I'll go a hundred. No, if you don't win the Super Bowl, it don't don't matter. So, it does like, not matter. That's that's the focus. That's the, and you're totally right. And and somebody had a great tweet. I'm on social media too much. Somebody had a great tweet. Um, Herbert and um, Josh Allen get more credit for almost beating, beating Mahomes, Mahomes then Mahomes, Mahomes does for actually win a game. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth, man. But that's what happens when you're the king of the hill. And yeah, now, right. um, 
I mean, for all those years, I hated the Patriots. And yeah. I never knew why. But now that I'm on the other side and being a player for the Chiefs, now a fan, now I understand what, what, what success and continued success just times hate. Um, hate. And, and everyone wants to see you um, not succeed and not have the same success that you traditionally do. So um, that's just what's going to happen, man. Right. Everyone's going to try to find a way for a team to be better for, than the Chiefs within the AFC or the NFL. And they're going to try right. to find our great players. They're going to try to say Travis Kelsey is no longer the greatest tight end. And Always. Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback. It's we'll not Josh Allen. And every year, um, what makes these guys so great, especially like Travis and Patrick, is every single year there's always a conversation individually based on who's the best at their position, but it's always right. them versus a different player. Right, right. <laughs> it was now, Lamar yeah. versus Patrick. Then yeah. now it's Josh versus Patrick. Yeah, then right. it was, now Then it's going to be Herbert versus Patrick. <laughs> right. Kelsey versus Kittle. Kelsey versus Waller. Yeah, yeah. But in, our guys are always that guy in the conversation and the exactly. debate. So that tells That's you who key. the best is. So. That's um, a great point. Take That's it for whatever point. it is. You got to have these conversations, especially on a national scale. This is how you create, you know, entertainment. You right. got to have some type, something to talk about, and they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to keep you engaged and watching. Exactly. But Chiefs fans, we're Chiefs fans, we're good, baby. We're yeah, good. Yeah, we, we we're got a good you. place. Now, listen. Silver lining to this. You we talked about how the roster has a lot of young guys on it. Yeah, these games can be really helpful. And driving home the point that just because you have Pat Mahomes and Kelsey and all that stuff doesn't mean the little things don't matter. Doesn't mean that every week you're just going to go in and the team's going to roll over and you're going to win by 50. So this is also a nice, nice sort of wake up call, a wake up call. I mean, it's a win against a tough team. Again, I fall into the same trap, but it's a good reminder to the young guys that that you can't let the foot off the gas. Yeah. Like there can't be sort of, uh, you know, throwaway practices and mental errors and like everything still has to be perfect. Nothing's going to be handed to you. Um, and so I was thinking about that, like, Oh, you know what, for the young guys, this is a, this is also a good learning, th- you know, learning thing for them to realize. Oh yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta work. We gotta work. Um, Definitely. You learn way more from your failures than you do your success. Exactly. And although we won that game, there's a lot of things that we can fix. And th- that's the best way to figure out what you need to fix is in close games where you've missed some plays, where you had some mistakes, um, things that you can control. And even in a loss, like those can sometimes be the best moments in the season. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I remember like the 2013 season, we went nine and zero, and practice as we're going, practice is slipping off, slipping off, slipping off. Finally, we get woken up with a loss, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh wait, wow. We can't, we're not, every, you know, it's not going to happen. So it's good to, to do that in a close win than a loss. So, uh, and it's good to do that early in the season where guys know, okay, yeah, let's get back on it. And we're going to lose a game this year. I mean, statistics say that. I mean, obviously we want to win everyone. Right. But someone's going to get us and we're going to learn from it and it's going to make us better. Right. Get that the, – <laughs> the, the goal the goal for this year, healthy and getting that first round by. Right? I mean, that, yep. that's the focus right now. Get that – that is premium. Get that first round by. Keep the guys healthy. Um but right, chances are you're, you're going to lose a game. That's true. Again, two teams in the history of the NFL have done it in the regular season, and one of them didn't win the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. The, yeah. the other team won the Super Bowl, right? I'm yeah, the, do- the Dolphins, Dolphins won the Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl yeah. the, the, that's why they're still deemed the greatest, and they were really excited to see the Patriots losing. The Patriots, so. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was excited, too. I remember yeah. being excited. Oh, man. All right, so – Quickly about the game, I know all our other shows on KCSN Network are recap the game, talked about it. They're going to give you in-depth analysis. It's amazing as a player to watch these guys 
talk about it because I'm like, damn, I didn't get any of that stuff. How do these guys know the game better than I do? We no, have no. a solid lineup here. I did want to tell you, though, Jeff, what we talked about or ask you. We did talk about this on the last episode. You know, you got Khalil Mack and Bosa going into this game. How does an offensive line prepare for those guys? One sack. Yeah. The line gave up one sack, man. Give me your give me your breakdown. How'd they get it you, done, man? You didn't hear too much about those guys during that game. Um, no. They just did a good job schematically. I think um, Coach E.B., Coach Reed, um, Nagy, all those offensive guys had a really yeah. good game plan. Um, Patrick wasn't holding the ball very long. He did a really good job of having good pocket presence and moving around when he needed to and stepping up and, and doing those all types of things. And and we just – we were physically we ran the ball a little bit more than we normally do. We, right. That first drive, we ran the ball three straight plays beautiful. to open the game, which is beautiful. I think it set the tone and it got those guys – on the other side, like, hey, they were ready to pass rush. But like, wait a minute, this is what happened. They're, run, yeah, they're right. running the ball. And and yeah. so just to see that and, and, and to see just the physicality of it, it, it probably discouraged them. Um, mm. It probably discouraged them seeing what the game plan was. And as a defensive lineman, you know, you weren't a pass rusher, but <laughs> when a quarterback. What do you mean? The, <laughs> you, what you, mean? <laughs> you weren't a pass rusher, but Come those on. guys, those guys that like to rush the passer. They get really frustrated and discouraged when the team's game plan against them with quick passes, screens, they're running the ball. They can't get the game that they want, so they kind of they slow down a little bit. Oh, Jeff, I used to get off the football, get engaged. If it, I was so disappointed if it was a pass. Like, <laughs> it could still be a run, right? Is it a run? Could be yeah, a run. He's dropping have, back. He looks like he's going to throw, but he could run it. Could be a run. Oh, he threw it. Damn. Better. <laughs> better <get done. laughs> yeah, jump set uh, Mike DeVito. That was the that's game. It. Oh. <laughs> jump set. Sell, sell the run even if it's a pass. <laughs> it's definitely a run. <laughs> hey, sorry to interrupt, but the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And that's right, we're talking touchdowns. We're talking big plays and even bigger payout wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Listen, if that's not enough, DraftKings got you covered. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add... You can boost your winnings up to 100%. That's right. I paused a little bit because I had to make sure that was true. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why would you bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. That's right. All season long. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to DraftKings Sportsbook and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can see the show notes for more details. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh man, I you know what? Big play. Well, I forget the quote, but one thing that I talk about our our guys is making key plays in key situations. Yeah. And obviously the the uh, interception touchdown return that was the that was the key. But that sack that Chris Jones had, uh, I just I thought that was in such a per, it was in such a great situation. It was so fluid. I mean, I just was watching that on on uh, on replay and then watching it again on Twitter. People will share it on Twitter. It's just. You could just tell, and you know, as a defensive, not a pass rushing defensive line, but I know that I know the idea. You know, you're you're setting your guys up, and you know this, Jeff. As a rusher, you're setting your guys up 
all game for different yep. moves, right? So you're you're doing a bull rush, you're working an outside move, you're doing whatever you can because you have one move in mind, and you're thinking, I'm gonna set this guy up with four or five different rushes and then hopefully get him to do this, and then I'll hit something totally different that I've been thinking about the whole time and and make this play. And uh, and so it's a chess mask, but to see Chris hit that double hand, you know, that swipe. And just and the timing was perfect. And like I don't know the rushes leading up to that, but it looked like it was just you know his checkmate of a game yeah, of playing chess. And he it, just pow, right through it, there. It, it is. I mean, you have to prepare so much for Chris. One, um, he can do everything. He can do everything. But, yeah. but his it, the strength of his game and what gives guys the most fear, offensive line wise, is, is his power. Yeah. Because this this guy is a tough guy to hold up against all game just with power alone. So you're constantly bracing for that, and you got to meet force with force. So right. sometimes you're like, I, I got to get after this guy. I got to jump him and slow right. him down. And as the game goes on, you kind of wear down, and he's like, I, I know I got him. Now I'm going right. to Olay him. I'm going to hit him with a, a finesse type of move. I'm gonna, yeah. So double hand swipe him. I'm going to hit him with a quick inside move, something that isn't power um, because he's off kilter. Right. And, and it's successful. And I, I think he's going to have 15-plus sacks this year. Well, and you know what's so great about Chris, and we've said this before, is I don't know how tall. What is he? Six eight? I mean, he's he's yeah, like, he's a big dude, man. He's big, six six, six seven, something like that. Yeah. And, but he plays really low, and so you can, and he's obviously obviously he's a monster. But when you have that height and you can play that low, mm-hmm. those are so, and that's hard to do. But some of the best players that I've seen, defensive linemen I've seen, are the ones that you know are the six 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 seven, but can stay low to the ground because you all that leverage on that bull rush. And I remember. When um, he when he first got in the league, Chris first got in the league, and he was going against the guard for the Colts, who's just a just a manhandler. What's his uh, name? Quentin Nelson. Yeah. yeah, and Chris bull rushed him back. Now, if you can bull yeah. rush him, you can bull rush anybody. I mean, so he just you're right, bracing for that power. Yeah. But you can, you know, if he he hits one one swipe, one move, it's over. So uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm uh, loving. The, I was love watching. No, man, it's, it's not. He's a he doesn't get the praise that he, he he deserves sometimes just from a generational type of talent. Yeah. Um, because there aren't, there's big guys in the league, but there aren't big guys with the attributes that he has right. um, along the lines of hall of famers. You know, exactly. you talk about Richard Seymour's guys that are that mold, that size could move like that. They're Reggie White. Now I'm not saying that he's better than these guys, but he's on the trajectory and path to have the same impact. So, Right. Uh, keep it up, Chris. Stay healthy. Keep balling. Remember last year? They Sack put Nation, a- baby. Sack yeah. Nation. Remember last year? That was That's really good. You said, that, was good. that was a good impression. Uh, you remember last year, He they had him out at a wide five. I remember. Yeah. I can't remember the game, but he had gotten off the of football like D4. Just whoop, boom, hit it with a chop. I mean, it was like, how in the world is this man getting off the of football so fast? So you're right. He has all kinds of different talents. Um, okay. Again, KCSN, go check out our other shows. They've recapped that game. There's some really great stuff on there. I wanted to move – where am I at in my notes? I'm sorry here, brother. Okay, the Willie Gay situation. So let's go from something great to something difficult. Willie Gay situation, don't know all the details. Looks like, I don't know, he broke something at his his ex-girl's house. Supposedly, just the little details that I do have is that it was uh, misdemeanor property damage, which – and result of him breaking a small appliance, which is a vacuum. Um, that's tough. Obviously, yeah, obviously, you should never do something like that. But, I mean, it happened. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about um, the, inconsistencies. The, the inconsistencies in the league's punishments. It makes absolutely no sense to give a guy 
four games for something like that in comparison to some of the things that go on, on around the league. And, and it doesn't match the, 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 the length of punishment doesn't match the, I guess, the, the crime. Let me ask you, and not that this would ever happen, but I'm just curious. If Patrick Mahomes does that, does he get four games? I don't think so because the inconsistency. I think they take many things into consideration and everyone gets treated differently. Yeah. And and that's not that's not a good standard in my opinion. I think the rules should be the rules. The punishment should be the punishment. Right. And there should be guidelines for every single – obviously you can't hit everything and you're not going to know every circumstance, but like – there should be like umbrellas, like, okay, if you're in this area and you did something along these lines, this is green, this is red, this is yellow. Right. And this is um, the number of games you get for this type of offense. Right. You can, it's, it's just all over the place. It's not, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a subjective, it doesn't seem like a, like a really subjective it doesn't thing. seem like a formula that's to, it's just like, okay, um, Let's well, they make this. it very subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah not, random. Ran, it's very random. It's like, yeah. okay, let, let's pull this out the hat, and this is yeah. what we're going to do. four games, um, six No, games. This, this isn't the same situation as this, but it could be the exact same situation. Cool. I'm sure you can find something along the lines of, over the course of whatever, whenever Goodell's been in office, something similar to really Willie Gay's situation that's a totally different suspension. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, it's like it, it, there's no – or like it, don't do it again. Like you're you're messing with guys. I'm, I mean, I mean, is this again? We don't know the whole situation. Assuming it is what it is, what we do. Know. I'll give you a direct, and this is crazy because like Willie Gay suspension came out this week, and then um, after the Monday night game with the Titans, a Titans player um, was swinging at a Bills player and um, missed the player and hit the coach. I think it was a Bills player that missed. Whatever, one of the players end up hitting an opposing coach after swinging on an opposing player. And that player only got a one-game suspension. Really? But four for Willie Gay. And four for Willie Gay. I, I think that's way worse than breaking a vacuum. But like I said, we don't know all the details. So Yeah. Well, no, the details that we do know, it does look inconsistent. It does look like there there's objectivity to be built into this process. Like you said, j just like you would in a court of law or something like that. Like, here's how these, you know, here's how this is going to, here's how we're going to play through this stuff. If you are in this bracket, if something falls within here, misdemeanor, this that this is a game suspension. If thirty massage, you know, massage therapists said you were, you know, trying to sexually assault them, yeah, that's over here. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. And you know, we keep coming up on CBA after CBA and all these negotiations, and everybody's saying, well, we're going to get this process handled and taken care of, and it just seems like it doesn't doesn't get done so and i mean remember when we went from it used to be that the um the leagues um let the commissioner be the judge jury and executioner right and then it went to we're going to go to the third party then we went to the third party and then goes to the third party don't like what the third party does and then it goes back yeah to the commissioner i'm like, what the hell why is the third party there then if it's gonna if you're if you're gonna put them in place to to make a punishment and and, and make the decision and then you don't like the decision then it reverts back to you that none of it makes sense. You, you know just went. Saying? You went in a circle. You didn't <laughs> go anywhere. You, you didn't right go anywhere. So it, it, it's like, let's just figure this thing out. Um, obviously, things happen just like any other profession. There's people that do things that they shouldn't do, right? Um, but let's just make sure you give guys, you know, punishments that, that align with the crime, and then that is consistent. You know, because right. um, nine times out of ten, a circumstance or situation that's similar is going to happen. And we don't want to compare it and say why they get this and they got that. It, it right. just, 
Right. It doesn't line up. If we go back to the X and X's and O's now, obviously without Willie Gay for four games, that's difficult. You know, as a defensive lineman, you take my primary guy out from behind me and, uh, uh, you know, it gets, it gets difficult. You know, That's tough. There's and, and a, we're, there's, we're, we're playing some good teams too yeah. and quarterbacks that we're going to miss them. He's our best pass coverage linebacker. Right. Right. And so well, that's huge. Pass coverage linebacker is huge, but even in the run game, you've built a relationship. The D line and linebackers have built a relationship. You know, where guys fit. I know what, you know, I know where DJ is going to be, right. I yeah. know if I'm here, DJ going to be there. Well, DJ going to be running past the line of scrimmage, making a tackle on the backfield anyway. But, uh, you know, you build these relationships. Now you've got a new guy in there. you got the young guy coming in. Um, you know, he's, you know, and he, you know, this is the big, this is the big stage. So you got to imagine there's a little bit of a learning curve for him. Obviously he's been in there. I think he played 32 reps or something so far, but like now he's the guy. Um, so there's a bit of a learning curve. Hopefully you see Spags and those guys. I know those guys will get him ready to go. And he has to lean on the, the veterans around him. You know, you have a lot of guys out there that have been there, done that. And so you got to lean on those guys and go out there and have fun. But uh, are you worried at all about, I mean, you brought up the, the passing, you know, the, the pass coverage. That's a big, that's a big deal. Are you worried about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime you lose one of your, you know, best players, a starter, yeah. you're going to have to fill that gap. So, um, there's concern there, but I mean, these guys are collectively going to come together. The coach is going right. to do a good job of getting these guys up to speed, and they'll figure it out. Um, but I mean, it's going to be tough to deal with. You know, I uh, watching Willie Gay. He was mic'd up during training camp, and he's like a funny guy too. It's yeah, like, I think about the talents, but like he, he seems he, he has some juice. Yeah, he, he has seems... he has fun. He's dancing on the sideline. Yeah. Oh, he and bring, then you love to see a guy like that. I mean, he that's... brings energy to the defense, not just from his playmaking ability, but just by his spirit. And sometimes that's tough to replace, even more so than than, than the production on the field, because right. it gets guys hyped and going. Like it's great. We talk about Eric Berry all the time. As great of a talent as he was, one of the best safeties to to play, in my opinion, one of the greatest is the greatest of the Chiefs safeties, in my opinion. Yeah. What made him even great, greater was his leadership, um, his ability to make you want to run through a wall. Like he made me a better player just by his words. <laughs> I wish people could see it because <laughs> like, I, I can't explain it. So it's like just you can't replace that. No, uh, like, you can talk about it and we've talked about it, but I wish people could have seen EB and what he did in that locker room, how he got guys ready, how he got the team fired up. I mean, that was special. 18 years around football and, you know, some of the greatest leaders i've ever been around but i have never experienced listen man i'm trying to do that in the, in the cookie environment i'm like yeah man, you know <laughs> you're man you guys are i'm st- i don't know if you see me but i'm staring at these two cookies trying like hell not to eat them while we talk because it's i got the peach cobbler and the raspberry one. Oh man it's a fight we better we better hurry up because i'm gonna i'm gonna uh start eating and everybody's gonna tune out anyway Hey, sorry to interrupt this podcast, but I've got to tell you about our friends at Liquid Death. You may start noticing that there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local store. Well, fear not, it's not actually beer. It really is mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Uh, No, Liquid Death. Why is it called Liquid Death, you're asking me? 
Uh, well, it's because it'll brutally murder your thirst. That's what it says here on my sheet. And their infinitely recyclable Tallboy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. Something that you just absolutely love to see. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Love to see that as well. So this is what you got to do. You got to go to Liquid Death and find it at your local Woodman's 7-Eleven Roundies or Hy-Vee. I go to the Hy-Vee gas by my house here. I see it everywhere. Good stuff. It's in sparkling water. It's in just regular water. You can find it anywhere. At, at Hy-Vee specifically is, is where I get it. Or you can go to Liquid Death and find a retailer uh, using their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Let's move on now. Before we get to Indy, let's talk about Buffalo. We talked about you yeah, know, yeah. Let's definitely they, talk about those guys. They they look legit, and and yeah. if, you know, this is now what three years in a row now that they've put together. You know, look like they put together a solid yeah. uh, unit, which is so funny because again, playing for the Jets in the early you know in the mid two thousand you know two thousand seven to two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen. Buffalo was always like oh you know it was kind of just like you were never scared of Buffalo. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, but now, man, they've really put together a squad. So what'd you see from that game, Big Jeff? Because this, they, they look legit. They They look look like, they look like a team to be reckoned with. They're definitely a powerhouse. And this is something, like you said, it's been building for some years. Yeah, I mean, year after year, they've gotten better and it looks like they've gotten even better. Um, they have the same team and they've added guys like Von Miller. Um, obviously, um, with that offense and and Josh Allen, they're going to be playing with some leads. Um, which is going to help their defense get after the quarterback. They're going to be a pass rush, you know, majority of the game. And they got a good secondary. So they can create a lot of turnovers and do a lot of things. And you got to give them credit. I, I, I honestly think they look like the best team in the NFL right now. And that's Ooh. tough to say because we're pretty fucking good too. Right, uh, right, right. I, 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 we're, we're pretty good too. And, and I guess the argument would be they haven't really played anyone. And you talk about the Rams, you talk about the Titans. Although the Rams, you know, were the reigning – Super Bowl champions, they don't look very good to start the season. Even with their win against Atlanta, they don't look great. Right. And then you talk about Tennessee, they don't look great either, even though they're a number one seed in the FC. Um, but regardless of strength of schedule, what you think about the opposing teams, they've done nothing but dominate. Yeah. And and they've shown it, and you can't pick who you, who you play. I mean, the league does that. And, right. and they're going out there, they're dominating. And when you turn on that tape, it looks like a team that's flying around, having fun. Um and they're on a mission. Yeah, they they look like they're on a fucking mission, and it's going to be a crash course, in my opinion, with the Chiefs. Obviously, I'm going to go with my boys because we have the greatest Got quarterback to. in the world and Got one to. of the greatest coaches. And it, it's just going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, we got to all get there, but I think this is the cream of the crop. These two organizations. Do we? I'm looking at the schedule now. Do we get Gay back for that? I don't think we do. I think no, no, important. we don't. That, and that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough ask for a young guy um, <laughs> to be dealing with Josh Allen coming downhill, or mm. they run a lot of those quick crossing patterns where Willie Gay would be in the middle. Um, mm. Got a lot of talent off the backfield with the running backs, so tight ends, well, all that stuff. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I did want to bring that up, and you you brought this point up because. We can. It's a good comparison for the team we have this week because yeah. Indy hasn't looked good at all. But when you look at their roster, you look at the guys they have on that team. Uh, they could easily explode. Yeah, I right? think you know if this if they all of a sudden went out and put up forty, 
uh, you wouldn't be surprised. Now you got, uh, you know, you got Matt Ryan at quarterback. You got new guys in new spots. You could, you can see they're still trying to click. They're still trying to figure it out. It hasn't looked good so far, but we bring that up because this is not a team you can overlook. This is a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of ability. And again, Matt Ryan at quarterback, they can, they can get stuff done. So big Jeff, what are you looking for this week going into this one? I'm, I'm just looking to get a win, man. Yeah. And, I, and I think to build on what we did last week, um, Defense play, excellent. Mm. I think it kind of gets lost in the fact that um, Herbert had some big numbers passing, but that defense really held up and they did a really Herbert's good job. Herbert's going to. Herbert's yeah, going to he, he's gonna do that. Back. Yeah, exactly. So defensively, I think we can continue this progression we've had during the season. Um, Arizona, awesome. Chargers, mm. awesome. And I think we continue to get better from there. Offensively, I think we just need to clean up some things, um, you know, make those big plays when we have the opportunity. Um run the ball and, and do it efficiently like we did last week mm-hmm. uh, and, and and win the game. I think the Colts, like you said, they have all the pieces to be a good team. They just haven't put together yet. Right. So um, not getting trapped. And that's tough. You know, see a team that's um, zero, one, and one. I mean, they got a tie against the Texans week one and not playing very good football right now. You can kind of, kind of, um, I don't know. I won't say not prepare because these guys are professionals, but, Mentally, you may not Check be out. as yeah. Mentally, you may, it's, exactly. it's just it's just human nature. I mean, yeah. Me- mentally, you may not you may not take them as seriously as you would a Buffalo when you're getting ready. For and it. you're just coming off the Cardinals and yeah. the Chargers. And, and so the Chargers. like, it's it would be an easy so, week so, to and, say. And, oh. and your mind, and your mind, you're like, oh, this is a win. And sometimes that can become a trap. So obviously, ha- these ha- guys need to stay focused and, and be ready to go. Uh, and it shouldn't be an issue. Um, but this is the National Football League, and guys have pride. And everyone's getting paid, and it's your job right. to win. So that's that's what gets lost in all this. Even the bad teams have competitors on it and right. guys that want to win. So any given Sunday is, is a real statement. Like, it, it is any given Sunday, and you can get beat by anyone. Right, and, you know, you got Chris Ballard at GM. He obviously knows Kansas City inside and out, having built most of that team. And so, you know – They'll be, they'll know KC. They'll know what, you know, they'll know what they're coming into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this is just one of those games. But going back to Andy Reid, his philosophy, the way he's handled things, there, he will never let a team, you know, this nope. would be on the guys because he would never let a team, they're going to go out and practice like this is the Super Bowl, just like they do every single week. Yep. Um, and so we know they'll be ready for him. But just to highlight that, you know, Indy has a lot of good players, and so we got to make sure we're not overlooking. Mm-hmm. John, Jonathan Taylor will get the ball forty plus times. Yeah, he had right. like I don't know, he had under ten rushing yards last week. So <laughs> they're going to have a point to prove. That O line is tremendous. Tremendous. Um, they're tremendous. They have a lot of good players. Um, obviously, they didn't have a good game last week, but they got they have pride. So they're going to be mad I, as hell. They're going to be mad as hell. And I know coming off a bad week personally and as a team, there's nothing more you want to do is go out and have a good performance and right. come out. You're going to not only get the best shot because of who you are as the Chiefs, you're going to get the best shot because I'm coming off an embarrassing loss. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So that's it's going exactly right. to be it's going to be a fight. So don't don't expect it to be a a, a blowout, but we should get this win. It we shouldn't should. be one of those. Yeah. But they're going to get it. They're going to come out ready to go. I'll just say that. We're at Indy. So let's go get this win, Chiefs Kingdom. Come back here next week for another edition of One on One. Thank you for tuning in. Big Jeff, love you, brother. Great to see you again. And everybody, again, we'll catch you next week. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.